Hello, this is the Flatback Podcast, hosted by exercise scientist Georgia Berry. Here, you'll find a series of honest conversations about martial arts and mental health. My guests and I explore the statement that every martial artist has heard, martial arts saved me. How and why do combat sports save people? Listen to find out. Okay, before you get into today's episode, I have a super important favor to ask you. Please either click on this link and check out the more detailed video or head straight to the GoFundMe page. We're looking to raise money to host an international conference for trauma-informed martial arts in order to create a code of practice, an international best practice standard so that we can make trauma-informed martial arts accessible around the world. If you listen to this podcast, you already know that martial arts has the power to save lives. We're looking at doing that clinically and on a huge global scale. Okay, I'm talking about getting government funding in various countries, creating teacher training so that new people can become accredited as trauma-informed martial arts instructors and making this a viable source of therapy for all the people who really, really need mental health support right now. And after COVID, now is the time to act. Okay, so check out the GoFundMe page or click the video to check out more information to find out what the money's going towards and also to hear about the challenge that I'm going to be doing in order to motivate everyone to raise this money. And now I'll let you get to today's amazing episode. All right, Celeste, welcome to the Fight Back podcast. Everyone, I'm here today with Celeste Hansen, who is an Australian Muay Thai living in Phuket. Celeste, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for asking me to be on there. I'm super excited to get into chatting about Muay Thai with you. I know you've lived kind of a crazy life. Um, Can you summarize it or give it a little bit more detail than I just did? Tell us about you. (laughs) Um, So I grew up doing shows uh, in Australia. We travel Australia, live in a caravan. For other people that don't know what that means, it's like a carnival. Um, I could never really do anything that you need to be in one spot for, such as Muay Thai or something. So I never exercised my whole life. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> would you like me to say how I started Muay Thai? Yeah, yeah. How did you start? Um, so I was probably maybe like 20 or 21 and uh, I didn't really do much in my life. I just drank every day, like very unhealthy. I had no goals, no passions. I was really lost and um actually a guy one day called me fat and so I went to the gym one day and I wanted to lose some weight and I seen on the sign they offer boxing and I was like oh my god I've always wanted to do boxing but like I never could because we traveled and then uh I asked about it and they said oh we only offer Muay Thai and I was like oh I've been to Thailand as a tourist one time and I watched girls fight in Bangalore Stadium and I I loved it it was so cool but like I never had thought about it ever again so then I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then um, I started with box fit first, which was really fun. And then I said, um, can I fight? They're like, oh, you can fight in six months. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the next show. I can't stay here for that long. Please, I'll be fine. They didn't. And then I just said, do you know anywhere in Thailand? And they said, yes. And then, yeah, I just came here and I've been here ever since. Amazing. So when you say your family were like on touring doing shows, what kind of shows? So uh, in Australia, you're from Melbourne. Do you know like the Melbourne the Melbourne show? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what we do. We sell strawberries and chocolate and ice cream, travelling around Australia doing that. Right. So I always imagine, like, everyone who's a part of the carnival is like a circus performer. It's just (laughs) my brain. Just like, oh, you must have been in the circus then. Isn't that like doing sport? No. Yeah, I feel like Muay Thai is a circus. Yeah, or Muay Thai is definitely like a circus. But how you said you, you know, hadn't really done any physical activity until you started Muay Thai. Nothing at all. When I started, I couldn't even do a star jump. The The trainer was laughing at me. And even thinking back, I was so uncoordinated. I couldn't even run. Uh, yeah, but we just clicked so good. I quickly went from the worst in the class to the best so quickly just because I wanted it, you know. Anyone can do it if they want it. What do you think made you want it so badly? Um... I guess I just wanted to succeed. Like I felt like I felt like I could do it, you know what I mean? And I just was so lost. I didn't have anything else that I really felt like that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So on this show, I've had so many people explain why they think, and it's not always Muay Thai, but why they think Muay Thai saved them. What is it about Muay Thai that you think pulled you out of drinking, doing, you know, not too much to having such a focused direction? <laughs> Does everyone get emotional on this show? Because I feel like I am already. Yeah. Um, I just, I just feel like, yeah, I was just so lost that I had nothing to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even know I'm crying. It's okay. I just, I'm just, the emotions come back. And I just had nothing to do with my life. And then I started Muay Thai. And, you know, I had something to wake up for. And it was just so much fun. And I just, I wish everyone that feels so sad could do it. So, yeah, Muay Thai saved my life. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, uh, dude, there is nothing in the world. I don't know. I can never decide if sparring or hitting pads is more fun. I actually kind of think hitting pads is more fun because, well, sometimes they hit you back, but, like, most of the time they don't, <laughs> hit, you, they don't hit you back. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think pads are better. <laughs> what was your first fight like? Um, That was so much fun. So I went into the fight. I asked my gym in Coast Moon when I was in Thailand. And I was like, can I please fight? They're like, oh, my God, no, you're so bad. They didn't say it. But they were like, what do you mean you want to fight? And I was like, please, just let me fight. I'm going home in a few weeks. And they were like, no, no, no. And I just asked every day and I'm like, look, I'm I'm going home. Just let me fight. They're like, okay. We weren't even sparring to the face. We were just like sparring to the body. I couldn't do anything. And then I went into the fight and I got in the ring and, um after the first round I sat down in the corner and I was like what the fuck like I didn't know it was going to be like that (laughs) it was just yeah I won the fight and it was just so much fun how do you think you so you've spoken about you you know you're very determined do you think that was why you won the fight you were just super stubborn you were just like I'm gonna keep pushing forward Yes, yes. Even the girl was really good and she didn't give up and she was so big and tall. I didn't even know Thailand had tall ladies. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just wanted it so much. And, yeah, well, I got it. It's like anything in life. If you really want it, you can get it. Was there a weigh-in? So, like, when you fight, do oh. you get matched for weight very effectively in Thailand? Or, like, how is that different to you? 
I've never fought in Australia, but I know they check weight. In Thailand, they do not check. I My first fight, I because I was really chubby before, mm-hmm. and now I'm very slim. Um, at that time, I was I did lose some weight. I was about I came to the gym at fifty four, and I I was fifty two when they asked me, and they said how many kilos are you? And I was like, oh, fifty four, and I was fifty two. And then so they found a girl that was even bigger than fifty four, and like it didn't even matter because like now I've had like forty fights. They don't check weight in Thailand, so it made me a stronger person. The girls usually always bigger. Wow, do you think that? I guess you don't have anything to compare it to, but so do you have to do any kind of weight cutting? Like that's not part of your training, uh, is it, or is it? For me personally, no, I've never had to cut weight in my life. I have to eat to make my opponent not know how small I am. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I feel like I'm going to move to Thailand. <laughs> I hate weight Yeah, cutting. do it. I know, but in Australia people care about like 500 grams. It's so different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Trying to fit into like really specific weight classes, and yeah, I, I, my trainers made me change my weight class by five hundred grams because it was an official weight class or whatever, so you could fight for the belt. So that must be so nice to not have to worry about weight cutting. Oh, well, I don't know. The grass is always greener on the other side because when I do fight, the girls are sometimes ten kilos bigger than me. Wow. What does that feel like? Like getting hit by them, do, do they feel like they hit really hard? Well, I've never really, I haven't really fought many people the same size as me, so I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. In the fight, it's just, you know, it's just crazy. You don't know anything. Well, you do, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. What do you think you've learned from, from fighting that you've been able to apply to other areas of your life? Um, well, I feel like more that the opposite that as I grew up I worked for my mum and dad and like I've always worked and they always taught me to have a really hard work ethic and then when I went to fighting I could use that whereas a lot of people don't work when they're young and they learn it from fighting so I feel like fighting I did have already but it just encouraged it more like more discipline making sure you do everything making sure you do everything 100 percent and like you just keep going, you know, you can't give up. You can't give up halfway through the fight, you know. The thing is, is that you can. I've seen people quit, you know, halfway through fights. And so there's a, you know, you've done really well to develop that kind of a mindset that says once I'm going in there, like I'm going in to win. Because you see some people and they're going in there kind of, I don't know, to not really engage, I suppose is a polite way to say that. <laughs> They're not really giving it their all. Um, what's it like being a girl fighting in Thailand? Um, before, before I fought on TV, it felt not actually. It's so much contradiction for myself. Like a lot of other girls would say, it's so unfair that we get treated different. But I have put myself in situations where I don't get treated different. So I make sure I have trainers that believe in me. Like any shows I fight on, I'm like they've asked me to fight on. So I feel like I belong there and Mm -hmm. they want girls to fight and they want to show that girls are strong and it's serious and professional. Most of the time when I was fighting in Batong, like I fought really well and they would always put me on the main card or I would fight for a bell or, you know, they would give me recognition. And for me, going under the ropes in Thailand, 
It's perfectly fine for me. It's just been a tradition. I've never done it any other way. And to be honest, I'm so small. It would be so hard to go over the ropes. <laughs> like I would prefer to go under. I've seen people fall off the ropes and I'm just like. Oh. Get and, stuck in a wedgie over the ropes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, now we can fight on TV and stuff in Thailand. Like, we're fighting on the biggest shows. Like, the only thing we can't do is fight in the big Razadam and Limpini, which, you know, I'm, like, eventually we will. I know we will. Times are changing. Do you feel like you're part of the movement that's going to make that happen? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, oh, it's such a contradiction. I, ha- I hate talking about myself because my mum and dad brought me up not to ever boast about yourself or anything. But, yeah, I absolutely do. Like, I, I really want women to believe themselves. I want everyone to know women are strong and we're professional and that you can be strong and beautiful, you know what I mean? Like a lot of women or men think that you, like they say to me, they're like, oh, my God, you're a fighter. You're too pretty to be a fighter. They think you should have a shaved head, tattoos, look like a boy or something. You know what I mean? But you're allowed to be feminine and strong. You, you need to be balanced. Like, yeah, I just, I want, the world is knowing that women are strong. Times are changing. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> I think every female fighter ever has been told, you're too pretty to fight. Are you worried about your face? Yeah, about the elbows. Don't they cut you? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few cuts now and I used to put scar cream on and honestly it's not even there anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And if you did have a scar, it would be cool because it came from doing something amazing that you love and you believe in and your worth isn't tied to how pretty your face is. Exactly. What we should just—it's not 1950s anymore. We don't just stay in our little house cooking and cleaning, and that's all we do with our life. Like we're actually allowed outside and do whatever we want now. One hundred percent. Have you had any experiences with trainers being creepy though? You mentioned that you surround yourself with really good trainers, but I even know from being in Thailand that some, oh, not even Thailand, I shouldn't specifically say it's Thailand. Happens everywhere in the world that trainers try and creep on girls and abuse the trainer yeah. relationship yeah. how have you yes. dealt with that so many situations where other people have said like that they get really drunk and you know the the Thai trainer takes advantage of them and like well, I'm sure it happens in every country to be honest but like yeah you just you're in a position where you can't protect yourself and then yeah bad things happen but um another thing that happened was actually like trainers I didn't know at the time that he was cracking onto me but he wasn't even Thai he was from Iran or something but um he would like say oh do you want me to massage you or something and I was like oh no it's all right but I didn't even know it was sexual at the time and then he started I, I rejected him and I didn't know I did and then he started picking on me he'd be like oh you're an amateur I've had 25 professional fights or something he hadn't even had a professional fight and I was like, oh, okay. Um, he said I fight like an amateur. So then when I had my next fight, I made sure I fought really good. And then the next fight he said, well, you didn't fight strong enough. And then I tried to fight strong. And he's like, oh, you didn't fight with any technique. And then I figured out like, oh, my God, he's just fucking with me. Like, and then I just deleted him out of my life. Like he affected me so much. I was anything I – he just – I tried to make him happy, but he could never would. So, yeah, I absolutely I don't have any – trainers or anything like that in my life I only have people that believe in me and actually want to be there you know what I mean yeah that is amazing though because I think it's not always that easy for everyone you know to just say you know I'm not dealing with that bullshit like I'm not having that in my life so 
that's you know really speaks to I think that character that you've obviously got where it's like I'm not giving up I'm not taking shit like you just I think like a very hardy kind of a person you've got a lot of resilience that that is the proper yeah. word that I wanted to use yeah I think it was because I had to grow up in an early age so like being on the show like you're working like when you're a little kid so you have to deal with people and then you learn what people are good what people are bad and then I went to boarding school when I was older so it's like you live by yourself basically like you don't live with your mum and dad and then you also meet different characters there and then also when I started being an alcoholic like I would meet people out drinking and stuff so I just met so many different people in my life I knew what would work and what would not work for me. Whereas I think a lot of other people, you know, they went to school and then they get out of school, do Muay Thai, and they don't have the opportunity to meet so many different people. Mm. They don't know that it's probably even happening to them. Yeah, or they just haven't learned. I think a lot of the time too we haven't had experiences where we've said, I want to be careful not to do victim blaming here because I think it's not always that easy just to say no, but I think it helps if you've practised really yeah, standing up for I'm yourself and being say. like, no. <laughs> it's, it's hard to do that for the first time if it's in a really serious situation. If you haven't practised saying no, I don't think it's something that you can expect of yourself to just miraculously do. Just like. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. What's plans for you next? Is it more obviously you want to keep fighting and stuff but I don't know what are restrictions allowing over there um I don't know I did hear that um the stadiums are opening back up in a week's time no two weeks so I'm not really sure and this is Thailand like it does it changes so often you don't know what's happening but yeah I've started doing strength training actually so I'm going to be a lot stronger now and be like a different fighter I guess I've even went up in weight that's awesome. That's so fantastic. How cool that you're just discovering strength training now after having 40 fights. I know. Like apparently like it makes you so much stronger. So I'm, I, I felt like I was already strong before, but I was so light. But yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Would you say, you know, at the moment, are you focusing on each day as it comes or are you focusing on the future? Uh, I would say I'm focusing each day as it comes because I, with everyone, honestly, with Corona, like you just go through stages, you're like, I don't know what's happening with my life. Um, I didn't have anything to do before, like my gym didn't have a trainer or anything, but at the moment um, I've started doing strength training every day and it's so different, so much to learn, so I'm just taking it every day as it comes and then hopefully the, the Muay Thai training will come back eventually more often soon. Yeah, is it? Like, is it possible to train over there with, like, even if restrictions come back on? Because Phuket is so tourist-driven. Like, without the yeah. tourists, what's what's happening? It's so boring. It's so depressing. It's so sad. Like, before there was so much to do. Like, you, could, you, you know yourself when you were here. You could go to the beach. You could go to the stadium every night. Like, you could go to Kato or Karan, which is, like, a very touristy place. But now, like, there's nothing really to do. Yeah. Wow. Are you paying It doesn't any, feel the same. Are you taking up any like new hobbies or something like that? Yeah, Apart well, the strength, strength training. Yeah, well, the strength training is my new hobby, I guess. And that takes up, I, it, the training's crazy. It's like four to five hours every morning. 
So it takes up most of my day. Yeah. What do you do for four to five hours? (laughs) I don't know. We just nonstop, like, do this, do that, do this. It's crazy. It's really hard. Every single day? Yeah. Even he said there's no rest days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. I mean, are you working on different body parts every day then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same thing every day. So some oh. days will be like back and legs, and then the next shoulder and something else. But actually, last Sunday, he said, "Okay, wake up and meet me at the beach at five forty-five. I have a uh, a strength exercising for you." I was like, "Okay." So I went to the beach, and he brought his dog that would probably be like the biggest dog I've ever seen in my life. And he's oh like, "All right, God. you have to, you have to walk this dog." And I was like. I'm kind of, I didn't tell him, but I'm like, I'm kind of scared of big dogs that I'm walking it. And we go into the water and it's just me and the dog. And the dog looks at me and I'm like, oh, dogs can sense when you're feared. (laughs) I was like, please, please, God, don't let this dog attack me. But it was fine. Oh, my God, I would be so happy if if I thought I was going to have to go to training and then I was getting to play with the dog instead. (laughs) It was really fun. And then the straight dogs tried to attack it and I, like, had to hold the big dog. It was so scary. Oh, that would scare me a lot. The straight dogs are intense. Yeah, exactly. Imagine you have, like, a 100-kilo dog and they're trying to, like, it's just, I thought I would go, like, Superman flying. <laughs> yeah, dragged along the sand, face down, though, probably. That's what I thought. Do you have any advice for women that want to get into Muay Thai? Um, yes, do it. Any woman that's listening, do Muay Thai. Like, there's so much benefits. I mean, you look good, you feel good, you meet friends, you have something to do every day. There's goals. There's like, I could just list a thousand things. Like, yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you can make friends. Oh, I already said that. You can travel to places. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make a life around it. Like, my whole life revolves around Muay Thai now. Yeah, I love the travel thing. Like for me, I hate traveling just to go like look at things, take photos of things. Like every time I travel now, it's around a gym and then you just kind of incidentally do the touristy stuff like on rest days or something. But like the main focus is training and you get to meet friends straight away when you go to a new country. It's the best. Yeah, exactly. It's so much fun. And then you have friends everywhere in the world and it's like it's such a good support. Like I wouldn't say it's a cult. I don't know what the word is, but everyone kind of knows who everyone is in Muay Thai. Like you go on Instagram and you meet so many different people and then when you meet them in real life, you're like, oh, I feel like I already know you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true of a lot of different sports, but I guess Muay Thai and other combat sports are special because it's like then when we do meet face-to-face, we punch each other in the face and then we're still friends after that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Um, is there anything you would like to tell all of women listening? Maybe not to do with Muay Thai, but just like a message of support to everyone. Um, it would be to find something you're passionate about, especially if you're feeling lost or you were like me and you were drinking a lot of alcohol and like it's just such a sad life. To, that's why I cried. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I was thinking about all the emotions before the interview and how I was feeling. And then when you asked me, it all came out. Um, yeah, I would just suggest like 
start Muay Thai or start as something like just try like I just tried all different things to be honest and Muay Thai is the thing that did stick yeah and I think it's great advice everyone listening go go try something you know and yeah listening in Australia gyms are opening around the world there's like there's gyms open sometimes not other times there's lots of good online it's online Yeah. yeah exactly where can people follow you um, they can follow me on my Instagram. It's Celeste the Best Seven. Have you thought of something to be grateful for today? What was it? I'm grateful for the amazing women that train with me at the Fight Back Project. I'm grateful for Nari and the beautiful song Shape Me heard at the beginning and end of every episode. And I'm grateful for you for listening to this show and helping martial arts keep saving lives. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you'd like to leave me a review to help more people find the show, that's a bonus. You need to know that nobody shapes me but me. Don't gotta tell you what my name is, I don't gotta explain it Walk in the room, hear a boom erupting like I'm famous I'm here shedding shells, I'm shameless I fear nothing, no complacence Walk to many tight ropes with no hope, so I became this Poster they hold over all the heads of trauma holders You don't need to know my history, I move boulders Atlas shrug, cause I lifted the weight above his shoulders No pretense of defense, move first like chess soldiers This goes deeper than empowerment, cause... I'm the one that power it Physical meets mental challenge me to keep devouring If I can't change the scenery, at least I change perspectives No longer isolated, but elevated and selective Darkest places become beautiful spaces This is where rage meets patience Meets power meets gracious Meets, we're so glad you came in, the feeling is contagious When you the walking impact of intended bad intentions When you the manifesting of collecting all they tensions You the soul and body, hold it all and still remember But I'm a work in progress, testament to all contenders Forgot what it was like to have control over self Forgot what it was like to be the one in charge Forgot in my reflection I could see all my wealth Forgot that with my bare hands I break all these bars Barriers and obstacles They can't cage me, they can't chronicle All my experiences and reduce them to appearances When I was truly beaten gave myself clearances To fall down, mess up, and get myself back up I'm not looking for clovers cause I don't believe in luck Damn you were badass, I heard them say it clearly Why thank you very much, I know now I'm not weary Of what's next for me cause I expect to see Growth like I was planted, watered, fed, and bloomed to be The positivity and accountability Knowing they won't step if I'm the agent of my agency I think I found my voice again, huh? I think I found my voice again, huh? I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry, you're the end where I begin Boundaries, I know them well, take a breath and meditate Who is she? I know her well, now I get to open gates One, two, one, two, I don't need your permission And if you get uncomfortable, then use your intuition To know that I won't stay where respect is ever missing And everything I do, that's me making decisions It's truly underrated, the value of self-worth Forgot that I was rich from the moment of my birth A penny for my thoughts, no really, you can't afford it You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, or record it You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, or record it, huh?